Hey guys, I'm excited to do a really great giveaway this month. This month's giveaway is the ESV Preaching Bible provided by Crossway. Created from the ground up with input from pastors and church leaders, the ESV Preaching Bible was designed with the preacher in mind. This edition features highly readable 10-point type in a single-column format, enlarged and boldened verse numbers to make it easy and to quickly locate verses on the page, extra-wide margins for notes, high-quality paper, and durable Smithsonian binding befitting a preacher's most valuable tool. Learn more at crossway.org. And last month, I was provided with one of these Bibles. I've been using it for a month and absolutely loving it. You can sign up for the giveaway in the show notes. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 152, and I hope you're having a great day today. We're going to continue on in the series, and we're going to talk about protection. Men are built to protect. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day and this time that we have before us. I ask that this would be helpful, encouraging God to strengthen me today to do the work that you've called me to, the good work that you've called me to as I lead my family and serve them and help them and set vision for this family. And I pray for all these pastors that are listening in that you would do the exact same for them. Lead us now. I trust that you will. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, I hope you're doing well. I have thoroughly been enjoying this series on rites of passage, and we're just continuing to march through these. And again, if you're new with me, I just want to remind you of what we're doing here. I'm trying to give you a replicable model of raising sons. And as you do this with your boys, and then later on I'll do a series for daughters, but as you're doing this with your sons, what I'm hoping is that you're going to provide a workable model for the men in your church to raise up sons in, in a way that would be helpful for them, that they would know what they're stepping into as a man. And we've lamented loss of rites of passage, and we just know that it's so hard to find clear markers of a, of a boy stepping into manhood. And so what I'm trying to do is put flesh on this and help you just to think through ways that you can make this your own, but ways that you can walk your sons into manhood through rites of passage. And so I've been building these out through the six words that I talk about with masculinity from the Bible, worship, work, protect, provide, lead, and love. We talked about the first week, worship, where that's a man, where a man finds out his identity, who he is, and then everything else flows from that. Last week, we talked about work, and then today, I want to talk about protect. And so first, I just want to lay out where we get that word protect, and uh, it comes from two places, one in the scriptures from Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, but then also through natural law as well, what, what God has revealed to us in nature. And then we'll go from there about building a rite of passage around that. So first, God built the man, made the man, and put him in the garden and said this, The Lord took the man, put him in the garden to work it and to keep it. Work and keep. Now keep, the word keep, is rich with meaning. You know this if you've studied or preached Genesis or worked through just biblical manhood and womanhood. You know the word keep means guard, observe, take heed, take charge of, protect, provide. Those sorts of words are all built into the Hebrew word that's used and translated the word keep. And so the word keep is just rich with meaning. And as we look at what the scriptures show us over and over again is that God holds men responsible and then God has built into our bodies differences that communicate the way he made us. For instance, because we are built as men to be keepers of the garden and protectors, he has built us bigger, 
men have bigger bodies, bigger bones, bigger muscle mass. All the strongest millions of people in the world are men. Certainly there are some strong, physically strong women, but God has built men to be bigger and stronger. And that is just across the board true across every society, across the whole world and down throughout history and will always be that case. However, it is sad to see that some of the androgyny that we see today is reflected in the strength of young boys and men. The other day I heard that the average 18-year-old boy only has the grip strength of a 30-year-old woman from 30 years ago. We're getting weaker as men. Men, boys, are getting weaker, and we need to change that. We need to change that within our sons and within the men of our church and the sons within our church. We need to raise up strong men who are able to protect because God built us to be protectors. We are to be keepers of the garden and protectors of the home. There was a video that I saw a couple years ago, and it communicated this natural law thing really well about God building men to be protectors. It was a family of gorillas. What it was was a, a big bull. I know you don't call a male gorilla a bull gorilla, but whatever the male gorilla is called, he stepped up into the road, and he looked both ways into the road, and this was like in a jungle road, and he made sure that everything was safe for his family to pass through. And he stood there as his, I guess, his wife or his kids or whoever it was that walked through, everybody in his crew walked through. And then after everyone was to the other side, this gorilla, this big male gorilla, just continued to walk on and finally made his way across the road. And this is a perfect illustration of how God has made men to work. Men are built to be protectors. One other example that I've told a couple times on the show before is from years ago. And it really shows the hypocrisy of the left and hypocrisy really of egalitarianism in general. But years ago, I was watching Grey's Anatomy. It's a terrible show, but it was like a big soap opera drama that, that everybody loved. So was watching Grey's Anatomy, and there was this real liberal girl on there. And she was just railing on this guy in the show. And as the story unfolded, we found out why. Apparently, this guy had protected himself by jumping behind his girlfriend and his girlfriend got shot in the streets. There was some shootout, and the girlfriend got shot because he jumped behind her to protect himself by shielding himself with her body. And as he gets into the ER, and that's what we find out happens, the lady, the real liberal lady, I forget her name, a dark-haired lady, she looks at him and says, what kind of man are you? Because inherently, even for just crazy weirdos, they know that the men are supposed to be protectors. You're not supposed to shield. It's shameful to shield yourself with the body of a woman or a child. It's absolutely shameful. And down through the history of the world, this has been represented by men protecting what my buddy Brian says. He trains his boys up, and we've been adopting this. Men protect ladies and babies, and we see that everywhere. That's why we rescue the women and children. That's why when we read about the story of the Titanic, and the boys have been just loving the story of the Titanic, we're telling them hero stories of dads going down with the ship and protecting their family and doing whatever it costs to make Make sure their family lived. It's just wired into how everything works. Men are protectors. That's how God has built us. Once we have that foundation, once we know that to be a reality, and once we're training up our children in that way, and our young men in that way, and they know that that's an obligation of theirs, then we can start to think through rites of passage. And, and this is what I'm doing every week, is connecting the idea or the thought of who God has made us to be with the rite of passage. And then, again, you just make this your own. So here's what I'm wanting to do with my boys as they get older. This is going to have to be pretty far down the line because we're starting some of the stuff now, but it's going to have to develop and there's going to be some training involved. So number one, we're going to have to train their physical bodies. The more physically fit you are, dad, the more you're going to be able to train up your sons in physical fitness. If you're lazy and fat, most likely your children are going to be lazy and fat. Now, children 
take their health cues more from the father than from the mother. There's several studies that confirm this, but men, how you take care of yourself is going to be, by and large, how the home is going to take care of themselves. Your, your wife is going to follow your lead on that. And so I want to plead with you to take your body seriously, to protect yourself by doing all that you can to be as healthy as possible. Now, you don't have to be some health nut. You don't have to calorie count every single calorie, but do what it takes to be a physically fit man because your sons are going to follow in your footsteps. They're going to footsteps. They're going to pick up that culture and they're going to replicate most likely what you do with your body. You need to be strong. You need to be able to fight if you need to fight. I'm not talking about going out and, you know, picking a fight on the playground somewhere with with some other dad because their kid looked at your kid in a mean way or at the baseball field or something like that because you know, the pitcher hit your son with a baseball. You know, I'm not talking about that. However, you do need to be able to protect your home if somebody breaks into your house. And so for our sons, I want to have them physically fit, and I want their bodies to be trained. And so they're going to be required to take some sort of martial arts training as the older the older they get, because, because the more you're able to defend yourself with your body, the less you're going to have to defend yourself with a gun. The more unable you are to protect yourself and your family with your body, the quicker you're going to have to pull out that gun. Now, it's certainly a good thing to be able to protect a home with a firearm, but if you can protect your family without using a firearm, that's even better. And so you want that firearm to be a last resort. You don't want it to be the first thing that you go to. You want to be able to protect with your hands, with your body. And so we're going to do some sort of martial arts training, and we're going to come back to that here in a minute, and I'll show you what they'll have to do when they pass the rite of passage challenge. Now, the second thing is I want them to have firearm proficiency. Now, this is going to be across several different guns. Right now, we're starting with a BB gun, obviously. We have a little pellet gun, and Ransom is starting to uh, squirrel hunt right now. And so I want them to be trained in how to use a handgun and an AR and a shotgun and everything in between. And so they're going to be growing up learning the basics of firearm safety. They're going to be learning how to shoot, and they're going to become proficient shooters and hunters, by the way. We'll talk more about that in the Provide episode next week. So they're going to be taking challenges and courses, and they're going to be learning how a firearm works, how to break down a firearm, how to clean firearms, all things guns and ammo they're going to learn. And then what we're going to do at a certain time when they're a later teenager is we're going to build some sort of proficiency course and challenge at a local shooting range and they're going to have to pass a really difficult handgun shooting course and an AR shooting course. They're going to have to be proficient because I want them familiar with firearms and I want them to be trained in that and I want them to be able to train their sons and their daughters one day in how to shoot a gun safely. So a big part of that rite of passage is going to be passing the challenge or the course, the shooting course, with both a handgun and an AR-15. And then secondly, they're going to have to, and this is going to be fun, we're going to invite family and friends over, and this might be embarrassing for me, but at some point, my sons are going to be strong enough to wrestle me to the ground. This rite of passage, I want to be with physical contact between me and my son, and I want to wrestle him, not fight, we're not going to be throwing blows, but we're going to wrestle to the ground, and he's going to have to pin me before he walks through this rite of passage. He may pass the challenge, the gun challenge first, and pass that course, but built into this rite of passage is going to be a requirement that he's going to have to pin me to the ground. Because if he's going to be a protector of his family, if he's going to be able to walk into manhood as an 8, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old man, and he ends up getting married early or young and has a child, he's going to have to protect that family. And if he can't take down a man that's 30 years older than him, then he's not going to be able to protect his family very well outside of reaching for that firearm. So he's going to have to pin me to the ground. 
And that might sound weird or might sound unique to you, but for me, being able to have physical contact with my son and thinking about him being so strong that he can now put me to the ground, I can't, I tell you what, like, I, I'm like right now <laughs> having to hold back tears because of the thought of my sons growing up and seeing them just competent to be able to protect a family. And so I want to build them into being men that are protectors. And I want you to be able to think through this, Pastor, with your physical body. It's so crucial. I talked a little bit about this last week with work. You need to protect your physical body. Take care of it. In ministry, it is so easy to let yourself go. Don't do that. Don't let that be the example for your sons. Don't let that be the example for your church. Fight to make sure that your body is so well taken care of and that you're able to protect your family with it. And then your sons will walk in your footsteps. And then at some point, they're going to be stronger than you. Now, we need to be humble enough to accept that. And not just accept that when that day comes. We need to be humble enough to celebrate that. That God is building our young men in our home in such a way that he's making them protectors of their house. Guys, that's a great thing. And then at the end of this, at the end of all of that, when he's passed the proficiency course with the handgun and with an AR-15 and he's able to pin me, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to provide him with his very own handgun and AR-15. He will receive a 9mm handgun. That's my home defense gun, and it's my personal carry gun. I love 9mm, so he's going to receive a 9mm, and he's going to receive an AR-15. It's going to be a custom-built AR, and it's going to be a legacy gift. So he's going to receive these two gifts, and that's going to be representative to him. But that son, you are now proficient to protect a family, to protect yourself and to protect a family. And I think it's going to be pretty special. I look forward to the day. Okay, guys, I hope this has been helpful. Again, please subscribe, share. Uh, just do whatever you're supposed to do to spread the word. Help me out with that. Thank you so much. And uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks for, uh, for continuing to come back. Pastors, be strong, protect that physical body, and raise up protectors of a home.